Hey, everybody, you have just tuned in to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And the crew over at uh, that site has just put up a brand new T-shirt. Hopefully that will spur the Pens to a miraculous comeback as they're down 0-3 and uh, uh, they're they're down in game four right now. So maybe not, but it's the Pittsburgh Hockey Company T-shirt that you can check out right now. And... um, uh, you know, eight bucks from every shirt goes to a very, very worthy cause. So please make sure you check out our terrific sponsor, 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. Uh, this is mini cast, if you will, mini podcast number four. Um, we have done so far uh, quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers as we prepare for the draft coming up in a little over a week. Uh, first round coming up um, in about nine days, and uh, tonight we're we're going to hammer out a few more of these. And, and the first one uh, for for episode four will be tight ends, which um, is a really really interesting uh, topic, simply because some people don't really think we need any tight end help, and and others like us think we do. Uh, and we'll explain all that. And uh, to help me out tonight, Chris uh, is back, our draft guru and expert. Uh, Chris, how are things for you this evening? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. I uh, did some climbing today. My hands are like in shambles right now. It's hard to like hold anything, um, but it's, uh, it's all good fun and learn a lot. Just yeah. Now, now, when you say you do some climbing in Las Vegas, does does that mean you're like uh, uh, in an indoor facility? I'm going to assume. Yeah. Um, so right now, I live with a um, a semi pro um, bar climber, and so I get okay. Teaching me and my brother right now, so right now, right now we're indoor um, on the artificial like routes and stuff that we do, and right um, just trying to get my hand strength up, my core strength up, and technique down. There's a lot of technique that goes into it, so um, doing that for now because it's gonna be too hot to be out there on the rock, and apparently the rock sweats, so um, we're waiting until <laughs> fall to go outside. So right now we're training to uh, go outside, so um, we know what we're doing outside. So it's a lot. Of, um, Wow. A lot of things to climb out here in Vegas. Um, yeah, well, professionals. The the rock sweats. Now there there's something I didn't think I'd hear on this episode. Um, <laughs> that's pretty cool though. I, I I have no talent for that. And besides, I'm much too large. Uh, anyway, we're gonna jump into the tight ends here. Um, there there is. I think it's a pretty deep tight end class. There is some pretty awesome uh talent at at the top but you know then there's those that think that it kind of thins out quickly um what uh who do you have up there as your top tight ends uh for this draft chris it's uh it's tj hawkinson at number one um yeah he he offers a skill set that is uh pretty hard to find uh, he can catch he can block he can do uh inline blocking he's a good after the catch um anything you want him to do he can he can do um, tight ends are hard to find out of college because of the spread offense and some offenses are just straight up, um, run heavy. So, um, he's my number one. He's most people's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, um, his teammate, uh, Noah Font comes in at number two for me, um, for Eli, uh, Irv Smith is number two, but, um, yeah, Noah Font, uh, you did the profile on him. I'll let you talk about him for a sec. Yeah, you know, he he's an interesting guy because uh you know, much of the attention um at Iowa has has been on him as as a top tight end and and Hawkinson kind of came out of nowhere 
Um, and, and, you know, just real quick, my thoughts on Hawkinson, much more complete tight end, okay? Um, blocks really well, catches really well, the ability to separate. I mean, in good hands. I mean, he does, he does everything. I, I, I really, I, I'll make this bold prediction. I think somebody's going to trade up to get him um, in that top 15. I, I would not be surprised if somebody does. I, I'm not going to say who because I don't know who. Um, but I just think that's the case. As far as Noah Font, um, I mean, the dude is is tall. He he's you know he comes in at, at like six four six five. He's about two fifty. Um, he, he's long. He he's a good athlete. The the thing that I struggled with watching his tape, um, and, and I think I watched exclusively Big Ten teams, maybe with the exception of the Iowa State game. Um, he, he can drop the ball in situations that you expect a guy to make the catch. And, and that was a bit troubling. And, and it's, it, the other thing that's, that's interesting is his blocking. He actually is technically, I think pretty sound. The problem is he, he gets in position, but he just does not have that. And, and I think you mentioned this when we were talking about him, he doesn't have that functional strength um, that you I'm need. On a podcast right now. Uh, and Chris just announced to everybody we're on a podcast. Um, Jeez, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, my roommate I'm just screaming. I'm like, dude. Uh, oh, that's terrific. Somebody didn't get the memo. Uh, but, yeah, Font is, is is a guy I think, you know, second round, absolutely. I definitely would not mess with him in the first round. I, I just think there's too many questions about his hands and about his his overall ability to block and stuff. So, um that's that's kind of where I was coming off of of the tape of him, Chris. Yeah, um, I haven't studied Irv Smith yet. I like uh, kind of glanced mm-hmm. at his tape, um, his athletic ability um, is up there with the, with Hawkinson and Font, and um, then you kind of get into um, this next area where the, the tier three. I feel like tier one's uh, Hawkinson, tier two is the two we just mentioned, and then tier yeah. three you kind of can go a different way. Um, I like Jay Sternberger out of Texas A&M. Um, so does Eli. Um, he's my number four, and he's also Eli's. Um, I think Greg did, did the profile on him. Um, uh-huh. I really like I really like his athletic ability. He can separate. Um, he's like a mini receiver in a tight end's body. Um, so you kind of get that with him. Um, <clears throat> next guy I just did a profile on, it's uh, Cahale Waring. Yeah. He wasn't used um, much at San Diego State. He only had five career starts, but – um, you know, when he did get on the field and when he was used uh, and utilized, he did really well, uh, especially in the blocking area, um, combative catches um, after the catch. He's, um, he's pretty good as well. Uh, he's somebody who really just reminded me of Heath Miller for some reason. And it, it, it's a complete tight end, but he's not complete yet in those areas. Uh, yeah. He can do everything well, but not uh, exquisite, I guess. Um, now, now he's, He's a one of these former athlete guys, you know. Played basketball, mm-hmm. was a water polo goalie. Um, didn't really start playing football till much later. Um, he he to me might be the most fascinating guy um, in of all the tight ends. Uh, don't don't mistake that if you're listening. Don't mistake that for best. Just fascinating because I think he's got a pretty high ceiling, doesn't he? I think so. I really do. Um, he had similar. Um last season or final season numbers as uh, George Kittle. I mean, you can't really go by the stats with these guys yeah. because they're, they're not utilized to their ability. They're not utilized all the time, you know, following five career starts, but when he was, when he was utilized, he was um, you know, doing his, his best football. So uh, I think his best football is ahead of him. Um, 
really just remind me of Heath Miller, just you know, gritty as yeah. a tight end, uh, you know, gritty as a blocker. Um, and then asked to you know go out for routes. He was running nice routes. He was uh, like, like I said, combative catching. Um, not not I didn't see any drops from him at all out of the the four mm-hmm. or five games I watched. I didn't see him drop any balls. Um, just so much room to grow with him. He's his frame is max, you know, probably max out at six five, almost six six, two fifty. Uh, you like yeah. what you see there. Um, can get a little stronger, but I always say with getting stronger, um, especially with with guys like like Cahill Warren, who hasn't been in a program all that long, he could um, he can really benefit from a strength and conditioning program like the Steelers have. Uh, their facilities are top notch, and uh, when he's actually getting into a good program, he'll get stronger. Uh, I don't I don't really see that as a too big of a weakness, but um, you know, to move on. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say I think that's a great point because. A lot of the guys he's competing, you know, with against, and in, in, in other words, have been in pretty, you know, football specific weight programs, and and he only, you know, came into football much later in life, late in high school, and and you know, really wasn't training for football. And now you turn that around, like you said, and and you've got a guy that potentially could get, you know, wickedly more strong and and uh, athletic as well. So yeah, that, that that's my final shot on uh, wearing. And then there's a, uh, a guy, Dawson Knox, that we haven't shown any, any interest in, but um, a fast guy who's a willing blocker, um, a long guy who's mm-hmm. good uh, good with separating and, and things of that nature. I haven't really gotten into his tape um, all that much. Um, and next, uh, you can really go a whole lot of different ways. Um, yeah. I'll just name some guys. Um, Isaac uh, Nawada, Nawada, I'm not really sure how to say his last oh, name. Oh, Nada. Yeah, not okay. Uh, Jax Raymond, uh, an older guy out of uh, Utah State. Caleb Wilson, uh, he's low on many's uh, on many rankings, but then you get mm-hmm. into Foster Moreau, who we've uh, I think we brought him in for a visit, and we were at his pro day. Uh, talked about the combine. A lot of interest in Foster Moreau. Um, I didn't get into his tape. I know that um, that Greg did a profile on him. If you want to check it out, uh, stillcitywoods.com. Eli really likes uh, Keenan Brown out of Texas State. Um, I wish that he was on to uh, talk talk about him. I haven't really done done much uh, tight end work. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I have to do Irv Smith's uh, profile here soon. Uh, I did Waring's, and I know you did um, Font, and yeah, I mean, I, 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 we're all splitting up these splitting up the positions pretty well. Um, yeah, tight end's yeah. A, an area where we know it's deep. It, it is, and and I I did do Isaac Nauta uh, out of Georgia, and you know I, I got a chance to watch uh, you know games against uh, LSU, um, against uh, Bama in the SEC championship game, and uh, you know he he's an interesting guy. I, I mean I think he was very underutilized at Georgia. Um, I think Jake Fromm, you know, real talented young quarterback down there, but uh, I, I don't think he was looked at as a first, second, or sometimes even third option. So I, I don't know how good he could be. I mean, he he showed some some nice agility. Uh, he had a really nice uh, run and catch in a game I, I saw where he actually kind of pulled away from a defender. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I mean, he could be his that, combine was pretty disappointing. It, it uh, was, it was, and that's I think why I partially why uh, I dropped him down in the fifth. I, I just didn't see a lot of that uh, really really good strength you want to see out of your your base tight end. I mean, he he could be perhaps a number two guy, but um, you know, in, in this draft, it, it's so hard to tell what the Steelers are doing, especially if those two linebackers are gone. And, and believe me, we'll get into all that, but. Um, but you know, yeah, just just yeah, to quick, me, just a if, nice if guy. Can, yeah, 
Yeah, if we could talk about why we need a tight end real quick. Um, yeah. In my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to say that's exactly what I wanted to finish with, uh, is why the Steelers need a tight end. And, and yeah, go ahead, Chris, fill it in. Sure. Um, with Xavier Grimble as our number two right now, that's just not a situation that anybody should be comfortable with. Um, his blocking is not up to par. You, I mean, he's okay in terms of a receiver, but you know, mm-hmm. okay isn't really good enough when you need a number two. And as a in the Steelers' offense, we do utilize our number two, uh, and especially with Vance McDonald's health kind of being up and down, and you never really can count on him for a full season. Your your True. number two is going to have to sub in and be that starter. He has to be starter capable. I feel like uh, this is a good maybe seven or eight um, at his class who can really grow into themselves through camp and be starter capable. Um, and I'll name them real quick, Hawkinson, Font, Smith, Sturmberger, Knox, and, and Waring, um, maybe mm-hmm. Foster Morrow. Um, I have to kind of get a little more information on him. But those are the guys who I think who can who can really grow into a role uh, as a number two and really from that um, be a spot starter, especially you know with the Steelers. You, you have a guy like Vince McDonald who isn't healthy all the time. Um, so, like we've been talking about, a tight end yeah. is definitely a need, but it's not a need in terms of uh, we have to go up and get somebody. Or, or yeah, like that. It, you know the the and I I keep forgetting too. We we do have another guy sitting there named Bucky Hodges, who um, uh, you know is a capable guy. I mean, he's he's got to show a lot more than what he has. He's got to be able to stay healthy. Um, but but that still leaves you in a position where. You, you really have to add. And I don't know if they'll just look to maybe add an off-the-street uh, free agent guy before camp starts type thing, a veteran tight end that can, you know, do a couple of nice things for you. But, I, I mean, I, I really would like to see them um, grab one of these top tight ends if the draft breaks that way. I, I think there are positions that have to be uh, addressed first. Um, but I, I am not going to be upset at all if the way things go in that first or second round, um, they, the guy they want just isn't there and, and they take a tight end. I'm not going to be upset by that. No, um, especially with replacing some of the production from from AB's departure. Uh, we yeah. might be doing some two tight end work if we can get one of these guys like uh, a Fond, Hawkinson, Irv Smith, Sternberger, Waring, Knox, who can be that receiving threat. Um, I don't think you're going to get that from, from Nada, but – uh, some of these no. other guys can be a, a pretty nice receiving threat and a somewhere someone who can be a mismatch against some linebackers and take take advantage of. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and uh, I, I think there's a lot of capable guys out there in this draft. A lot of nice options. And um, my God, Chris, what is going on in that house tonight? It's it's something that it's, you live with five people. It's uh, it's a tough times. <laughs> It's tough times, man. <laughs> we're gonna have to put this on a bloopers episode. Uh, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up uh, again. This is uh, episode four um, of our pre-draft uh, profiles on on each position as we get ready for the draft coming up in about nine days. And uh, so we're gonna wrap this one up. And again, thanks to uh, our terrific sponsor, twenty six shirts dot com slash Pittsburgh uh, for Chris and for me. This is Steel Dan signing off from the Steel City Blitz podcast, and hey, go Steelers.